Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Here's your Five Star Zone instant reaction for week seven in college football, particularly in the Big Ten, but we're going to reach all around college football. Well, I got to say the most impressive thing that I saw was what Michigan did to Penn State. Michigan utterly destroyed Penn State. Penn State came in with the number five rushing defense. Yeah, not anymore. Because here's the thing. You knew Blake Corn was going to have a good game. He had 166 yards and two touchdowns. He wasn't the best runner of the day for Michigan. Donovan Edwards came in 173 yards, and he had two touchdowns. And, heck, throw in J.J. McCarthy with his almost 60 yards. He had 57 rushes. I'm telling you, Michigan looks like a very complete team. That was a domination that, that basically, let's face it, guys, It leads you to wonder, are we all just waiting for the inevitable matchup of undefeated Michigan versus undefeated Ohio State at at the uh, shoe in Columbus? Because that's what it feels like to me. Both teams are really putting on a show. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen in between is really... Try not to get anybody injured. Now, Ohio State has gone through injuries, but their backups are so good. They haven't missed a beat, whereas Michigan really hasn't had any significant injuries this year. But right here, right now, Michigan deserves to be one of the top four teams. And in this chaos year of college football, I if whoever wins that Michigan-Ohio State game could end up in the national title game because you look at the other teams around – Alabama just showed that there were mere mortals yesterday, losing to Tennessee at Tennessee, 52 to 49. And it was a great game. It went back and forth. And those two may be on a collision path to play again in the SEC championship game. Don't count Alabama out, but Alabama is not Alabama. Take away the jerseys, take away the colors and the numbers on the helmets. That's just a team with a bad defense. They got a ton of talent, and they can make up for a lot of things with the talent and athleticism. That defense is horrible. Giving up 52 points, their secondary got When was the last time Alabama's defense looked that bad? I'll wait because I don't think anybody remembers this. But Nick Saban has his work cut out for him. Georgia, well, Georgia, they bounced back. They shut out Vandy yesterday. But, yeah, it's one of those that – when you look at Georgia, I don't know. I think that Georgia is just one of those teams that I thought they were bored at first, but then they they struggled. 
I don't know what Georgia is. I know they probably got the best tight ends in the nation, but we have to wait to see if Georgia was just bored and kind of sleepwalking their way through the season or not. But this is a year. <clears throat> I don't think the Big Ten gets two teams in there. I don't. But this is a year that whichever Big Ten team represents, they're going to represent. And it won't just be they're in there to, as a lamb to be slaughtered in the semifinal game. If it's Michigan, if it's Ohio State, I think they're going to be in there and they're going to be in that battle. And they one of those two teams could end up in the national title game. If you're Michigan, only thing you got to do, you can't trip up. You got to keep everybody healthy, plain and simple. Because it's going to be a big drop-off if you lose J.J. You can lose certain positions. <clears throat> I think Blake Corum could go down. You've won without Donovan Edwards. you got enough receivers, but key positions. You you lose J.J., and I think you're going to be in trouble. Just like if Ohio State lost, lost C.J. Stroud, they would be in trouble as well. But Ohio State had the bye week. Another game, I think it was a desperation game, but it ended up being the game that they needed, and, and and that was Michigan State in a double overtime game, beating Wisconsin 34-28. to And this was a game where, to be honest with you, I, I do question uh, head coach Leonard's strategy. Michigan State has the worst pass defense, but he chose to try to run the ball as much as possible and play that old-school Wisconsin running game, which was cool because Breland Allen finished with 123 yards and two touchdowns. But when Graham Mertz only throws for 131 yards, I don't know if that was bad strategy on Wisconsin's part or, and this won't be popular, I promise you, maybe Scotty Hazleton just needs the Jimmys and the Joes. Maybe the defense looks so horrible because you had a bunch of guys out there who shouldn't have been playing. But yesterday, uh, Xavier Henderson is back. Uh, uh, Jacob Slade is back. You had enough D linemen that you saw uh, Jacoby Winman and Aaron Brule playing the linebacker spot a lot more. Those two playing linebacker look a whole lot better than Van Sumeren and and Cal Halliday because those guys can go back into pass coverage. You saw Winman with the interception that kind of definitely helped Michigan State out because of that boneheaded play on fourth and goal. They ended up getting that touchdown back, but. You know, Winman getting the interception and then forcing the fumble in overtime. Brule was a terror, whether he was coming off the line or back in the linebacker spot late in the game. He was just in the Wisconsin backfield. This was a game that Michigan State had to have to order to salvage a season. If you lose that game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're looking at in your final five games. You're on the road at Michigan. You're on the road at Illinois. You got Rutgers, Indiana at home, and then you're on the road at Penn State. I don't know if they would have gotten four victories in there. You would have had to win four of your five games. Now you you make it a little easier. You need three wins in your next five games. You have Rutgers. You have Indiana. So let's just assume you win those two. You now have to steal one on the road, either at Michigan, either at Illinois, 
or at Penn State. And the way Penn State was looking kind of reminded me of last year. I wonder if Penn State's just if Michigan broke them yesterday because that wasn't the Mich- that wasn't the Penn State team that I saw all season long. Michigan put the Michigan broke their foot off in their ass. Let's just be for real. They broke them. So, but if you're Michigan State, you got the bye week along with Michigan bringing up rivalry week. That is a game that I never try to predict because I think aside from the year 20, it was either 2019, most of these games have ended up being one score games. They've been a lot closer. So I'm sure the line is going to come out and Michigan will be a double digit favorite. But when you really think about it, folks, look back over the history. When Michigan is one other than I think it was I think it was a 2019 year when I think the final score was like 44 to 10. These have been fairly close games. I say that to say you can never, ever, ever underestimate the value of hate. And that's what Michigan State's going to bring to this game. Michigan's going to have to match that hate, match that intensity. And if they do that, then, yeah, I think that they win. Now, we're going to have plenty of time to break this thing down. And, you know, Howard Griffin's going to start joining this show starting on Tuesday. But as of now, yeah, both Michigan and Michigan State can feel good about themselves. Michigan feel really good about themselves because you're one of the top teams in the nation. Congratulations. Michigan State, you ended a four-game losing streak where you hadn't had the lead in any game since September 10th against Akron. As Coach Tucker says, it takes what it takes, and you did what it took. Yeah, Scotty Hazleton dialed up a defense. Now, the one that I have questions about is Jay Johnson, the offensive coordinator. A lot of questions, Jay. Uh, One, I understand where you wanted to get Berger in the game. That was his former team, but... Every week, I see Elijah Collins as the best running back. He kind of gets you extra yards even after he gets hit. But, uh, yeah, and some of the play calling left me scratching my head. Thank God you were playing a team in Wisconsin where kind of your equal, a team is reeling, making tons of mistakes. And speaking of mistakes, my goodness, the stupid penalties. Horse is just a walking 15-yard penalty. Guys, Michigan State's going to have to do better because you're not going to be able to beat teams shooting yourself in the foot. And they had a lot of key penalties at the wrong time. Some of them were, I'll be honest with you, were bogus. The the pump return, that was one where I watched it over and over again. I, I, I still don't see what the referees saw that, that said uh, Jeremy Bernard uh, hit the guy you know, blindside hit. I'm like, they're running next to each other. That's not a blindside hit if you're running next to each other. Um, yeah, but you got the win despite as many mistakes as you had, whether it was D'Angelo Gross, the interception that he had in the first overtime that went through his hands. Chuck Brantley almost had it, but he didn't get it. And then they turned around and burnt Gross on the very next play. There's a lot of things to clean up, but if you're Michigan State, you need to get to six wins. You need to get to a bowl game. And whether ever bowl, whether it's the Motor City Bowl, whether it's a who gives a damn bowl, the Bahamas Bowl, you need the extra practices for your freshman and redshirt freshman because that's the only way you're going to get better. You can't get shut out in, in December and not be able to practice those guys because those 15 practices will be invaluable. All right. So 
That is the five-star zone instant reaction to week seven in college football, particularly in the Big Ten. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back later on in the week. Howard Griffith joins the show. He joins the five-star zone starting on Tuesday. Thanks for listening.